As you know, they, they came in ships and not voluntarily. Uh, thousands and thousands of slaves. There were entire economies in Europe built off of going into Africa, rounding up people, packing them on boats, and bringing them here or South America or Central America. The fatality rate of those crossing the ocean was astronomical. It was literally an idea that they, they were thought of like, like cattle. And when they arrived here, they were immediately divvied up. And what they tried to do was divvy them up so nobody who spoke the same language was too close to each other. That's how slavery worked. The whole idea was to make sure they could never rise up and revolt. It is a unique thing that there existed people like St. Peter Claver. He found he was in a position where no one cared about what he thought about the evils of slavery. He didn't have any power, no political muscle, no army. And so he became an army. He met those ships at the dock. He stood between the slavers and the enslaved, quite literally. And then he tended their wounds. He fed them. If you read the writings of people in his day, or heck, if you read his own diary, you read thousands and thousands of stories of him standing between the slavers and the enslaved while he cared for them. There were even some who attributed miracles to his touch while he cared for them. He did this and did this. He did this as long as he could draw breath and he finally died of exhaustion before he was 40. But in that time, the estimates say between 30 and 40,000 people he personally cared for and even baptized. What other response could people have? Because they couldn't speak Peter Claver's language. They, they didn't know his language. But they knew the language of love. And whatever God it was compelling this man to bleed and sweat and, and suffer abuse, whatever God compelled him to do that, we want that God. One of the things I think Peter Claver can help us with as Catholics is a couple things. One is to be cognizant of this. That reality I described is only 200 years old. We, we, Dad and I were watching a documentary on Jackie Robinson. And I'll never forget my dad saying, oh, I, I remember that. Uh, and, and it struck me while in my dad's lifetime we told the whole population of people, I'm sorry, you can't play ball, you're, you're not white. In our lifetime. The evils of that practice echo through today, and we need to be conscious of that. We need to be conscious when we talk to those who are descended from slaves, it's only two generations away. We also, I think, want to be conscious of the power of being the slave, as he was called, a slave to the slaves. That's what he called himself. I'm the slave of the slaves. That we can get this right every time.
and find our souls in jeopardy. We can get the theology perfect and find our souls in jeopardy. The non-negotiable, according to someone named Jesus, Son of God, I double-checked, okay? The non-negotiable is, did you take care of me when I was hungry? Did you visit me in the hospital? Did you give me water when I was thirsty? That's the non-negotiable. I think it's easier in some level, and I get it. We can track theology. Do I agree with this? Yes. But that's all about us. When it comes to the poor, when it comes to the vulnerable, that's a little harder to track. But what you and I want to make sure we do is, if I may be so bold, thank Jesus for your work with our food pantry. I've never seen anything like it. But also, of course, to never rest on our laurels, to look in our heart for any trace of hatred or judgment of a brother or sister because of the color of their skin. And also to make sure we are sacrificing for the vulnerable, not just giving our extra, but sacrificing. So we prayed today, St. Peter Claver's, that through his intercession, that you and I reject racism, that you and I care about the vulnerable, and that you and I always be willing not just to receive this sacrifice, but to imitate it. Amen? Amen. Okay.